Hey everybody, this is Nerds in Cars, talking cards. This is Park Cofield. John Sexton. Justin Coffee. Kira Sexton. And we made it to Detroit! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> we made it last night. Last hey, night. Hey. And yeah. now we're leaving. <laughs> we're, we're, in a... we're going to Sorry. Jackson. We're back we're in the, the 2014 Toyota Prius. Mm-hmm. Yep. And headed to Jackson, Michigan. Michigan. We're about 69 miles away. Yeah. We're going to meet is... up. It's also it's it's nine something at night. It's like nine. Is it it's like nine? nine it's ten after nine, and we oh, have an hour yes. drive to go meet to How go meet um, Paul Fierro, Dread Pirate Tim, uh, Nick View, uh, Shaman Ben, and whomever else might be there. Which we don't know where we're going. Well, we we have an address, but we don't know what. We're, are we walking into a game store? Somebody's like creepy garage. I have no idea. A uh, treehouse. They call it Area Fifty One. Well, like yeah. So we have yeah. no. Yeah, we had it. Undisclosed. We had a great day in Detroit. Yes, we did. We went, yeah, we went to the museum. Yeah, we, we went to uh, the whole... My, me, my wife, my baby, and uh, all four of us went out. We did the uh, Slows Barbecue, which is a really amazing barbecue place in Corktown in Detroit. Then we went to the Detroit Institute of Art. Saw the uh, Diego Rivero Diego Rivera mural there, and some of the other cool artwork that they have. And then we walked around uh, downtown a little bit. Saw the Guardian Building, this cool Art Deco skyscraper, uh, and had dinner at the uh, Apparatus Room in the Detroit Foundation Hotel which is an old firehouse that's been converted into kind of a fancy hotel. So, yeah. really good day. Yeah. Uh, S- solid Detroit day. We did all the De- Detroit-y things that you could do in a day. Just in a day. Yeah. Especially when it's like 34 degrees out and windy and snow flurries and whatever. That's very good. Is that an ice yeah. storm? I, it was ice. an ice storm. Oh. What else did we see? Oh, we- yeah, we've been trying to find real-life instances of magic cards or yeah. magic cards in real life sort of thing yes we've, yeah, we've been successful good. with a, a few a few of all times fun shatter store um, um so yeah what what, yeah. Are, what are we talking about we're talking about yes our school yeah our topic for t- uh, this <laughs> yes. car ride is uh the role magic might play in the rest of our life yeah. Yeah. Uh, the future of old school. Future. Uh, in general. Do you? I. You know. I think this was prompted by by a, a question uh, that I've been pondering. Uh, you know, am I going to still be playing old school in my, you know, in my seventies? When you're old. Um, you know, some of uh some of my buds in Los Angeles. Uh, Nick talks about this a lot. That uh, you know, he he envisions a, a life in which we're all still meeting up and playing our cards you know late in late into our life i think he's potentially written out a will for our his magic collection <laughs> and, i better uh, get all the fucking mesa pegasus i tell you what yeah, that's yeah right. I, um, so we, we wanted to just ponder and think about the future a little you know a lot of this um you, you know this is a new phase in, in john's life uh and so you know the future has, has has been on on my mind and you know so we wanted to just have a little conversation about about that i think john you should lead us off because uh you're the one with the most changes happening yeah you, you just moved across the country and procreated all at the same time so. yeah well I, I procreated a while ago well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you succeeded a while ago yeah now we're now we're uh, <laughs> dealing with the fallout from that uh, in the form of a cross-country move but um, 
so, you know, I think just look at what we're doing now. Like, we, we spent an entire day in Detroit with the baby. Um, we did all the, the fun cultural things uh, that you do in a new city. And uh, here we are. It's almost 930 we're driving over an hour <laughs> uh, to meet up with people Sorry, to play magic, uh, possibly for like 90 minutes, yeah. uh, because we just couldn't we we couldn't get uh, out any sooner, and it's still worth it. It was like some, I think something that we're all we were all looking forward to, uh, even though we didn't have a whole lot of time to do it tonight. So, you know, for me, it's going to be my my uh, gateway to a social life in this new city. Um, the first thing I wanted to do is connect with other people in the old school community. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope that we'll meet uh, a lot of good friends and people to play with and travel with and, uh, um, you know, just get further, further involved in this, in this wonderful community of people that we have. So, um, in my immediate future, you know, it's going to be my, my primary social outlet, you know, I'm not really going to seek out, um, not really going to seek out a lot of other, you know, gatherings or groups or networking or anything like that. You know, it's going to be, life is going to be about my baby, my wife, my family, um, looking for a house to buy, um, doing my work. And then playing magic whenever I can. Uh, no, no bowling league for John. Sexton. This is the bowling. This league. is the bowling. League. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys got the fucking bowling shirts. So yeah, this is this yeah, is the bowling true. league. This is this, this is, is why you know this is what I want to be doing. So um, you know, if anything, I will be as dedicated as before, if not more, just because I'll have a bunch of new people to meet and new places to explore, and uh, I'll need to have something. You know, it's um, you're closer to Chicago, which has a big scene. Yeah. So you can knock out a, a weekend trip over there to play with Jayco and the crew that we hung out with this weekend. That's Yeah, we had a great time hanging out with Jayco and Carter and uh, the Lords of the Pit. A lot of nice people there, and um, they're very active. They do all kinds of events, so hopefully I'll be able to make it over there. There are groups, you know, all over the Midwest uh, within a few hours driving distance from where I'll be in the Detroit area. And Toronto, yeah, Toronto, and Canada, they, they oh, have yeah, a big scene up there. So. Yeah, yeah. Go so up and say hi to David Lee. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, I intend to be involved in all of that stuff to the extent that I can. Um, and that's going to be, you know, that's my main interest at this point. Like, it's what I do for fun. It's what I do for social, um, and it, you know, for the foreseeable future, like I, I will be as involved, if not more. Um, probably will be playing more online with webcam games. Uh, I didn't really do that as much as I would have liked in LA, just because you know our space wasn't set up for it. <clears throat> Especially after the baby, I had no quiet, private place to play. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully, once we, we get our home, I have a nice setup. And, uh, you know, be able to jump in some webcam games as well. I'm with it. Yeah. I like it. I'm jealous. I'm, I'm a little envious of the uh, proximity to Chicago so that you can go hang out with those dorks more often. That's... Well, yeah. and then the dorks well, we're about to see. And, yeah. yeah, and, 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 and you're and only an hour dorks. from these guys, so... Yeah. yeah, you know, if whatever group will have me come hang out with them, I will, I'll love to go hang out with them. That's yeah. pretty much my, my policy right now. <laughs> All right, honey, what about you? Me? Yeah. Well, I guess, I think the bowling league thing is, is kind of funny because, you know, um, people people join up and do that, like, you know, their whole lives. <clears throat> or golf, right? Like, they've got their golfing buddies, and 
they play golf and until they can't swing a club. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they just drink whiskey and maybe. Yeah, and then they just they hang out and talk about playing barbecue. golf. And I think that's I, to me. I, I foresee that sort of. I don't know if I will always um, be like actively. I mean, this is all pretty new for us, and you know, it's sort of like you know the the fucking romance phase of of a. Of a young budding relationship right like you want to fuck all the time and that's kind of what we're that's what we're doing right now like we're slow down that much yeah i suppose it depends (laughs) but you know like we're driving a long ways to do it right like we're really like god you know god it's only an hour away we can do this (laughs) we can make it work we can make it work baby come on just for tonight (laughs) 90 minutes will do (laughs) you know it it, we're definitely i'm definitely in like a fog with that right you know like i'm kind of like I don't know what's real and what's not real at the moment. You know, this is all like a chemical romance, if you will. Um, but well, we do I do talk about like the future. I mean, obviously, John, you just had a kid, and Jess and I, we want kids, and we foresee ourselves like plenty of our friends teach their kids how to play and make that like making altars with their kids. That's that's just like part of the whole package. And you know, I mean, unless there's some sort of crazy traumatic thing happens with magic and then Justin disappears with some sort of like magic cosplayer or something I'm probably going to keep playing and as long as he's here to play with me I don't you know even if we didn't go anywhere I would probably still be playing old school magic so yeah I I think that it's uh, I think it's something that I I mean it's been a part of my life since 1994 I mean, well, yeah, 93, end of 93, early 94. So it's been a part of my life since then. There were big gaps, um, like an ar- arguably a giant gap. But um, at the same time, like it came back into my life. And it came back into my life at a really good time in, in the sense that, you know, I was able to teach Kira how to play. She was she took to it really, like, really well. And, and, quite, and old school existed already. And old school, yeah, that's, was, was, that's was around. I didn't have to suffer, like, the new you know, the new stuff too much. Um, and I think that, you know, it'll probably continue on in our lives to some degree. I mean, even if it's just a box in the closet that we pull out, like you would pull out another game, you know, like, Hey, pull that, pull that. Let's, let's play some magic instead of, instead of watching TV or playing part cheesy. Yeah. Instead of some other shit. And especially with children, like, I feel like I, I definitely want my kids and that I, you and I, we've all talked about this, like, at, you know the idea of like bridging gaps with magic, teaching kids how to use use this game as a tool to understand life. Life, you know, like win, lose, draw, but also you know decision making and suffering and all the other shit that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, well, it was interesting when we were in the in the DIA today, Detroit Institute of Art, in the in one of the the lobby areas when we walked in, there was a a, a big chess club meeting, oh, yeah. and it was. Um, Kids of all ages, uh, you know, different socioeconomic status, different uh, different races, you know, all, all different shapes and sizes, all gathered together for this chess club meeting. And I think all of us, you know, we looked at this group of kids and we're like, you know, they could be playing magic. Yep. You know, here's here's a bunch of future generations of magic. You know, they're clearly interested in this kind of thing, and uh, we just need to give them the plus poker plus Legos part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, so it's like you can you can totally see how it helps you bridge ages and, and backgrounds and all kinds of stuff. So, well, and we have so many like 
We were listening to Mano's podcast the other day. He was talking to Mark Brothers from um, the Alamo City Group in te- uh, San Antonio. And shout out, uh, shout out. Um, and I was just thinking about how one. Uh, what awesome events there are that we've been to. And then he even mentioned that, like, that same weekend, there were four other events going on. And it's like... And they were all events with, like, 32-plus people. And that's fairly substantial. And I think it's... As long as people don't get jaded and stop throwing, like, rad events that are, if nothing else, a reason to visit different parts of this country and beyond... I feel like it would be hard... I'd be hard-pressed to stop playing Magic, even if it was just to go to those events, which is impossible because I play with Justin every day. And and the events keep getting better and better, too. Like, you know, the the production values go up. The quality of the people is very high. You know, our relationships get better every time we go to these events and bond with the people more. You know, in some way, it almost doesn't even matter what we're playing. Yeah. It's like we found our people, you know? And, And these are people that are like-minded we love the same thing we're willing to travel we're willing to spend money to get together we we like to do it in nice places with like you know cool environments and good drinks and good food like you know you you could even take the magic out of that and it would still be great oh yeah um and and it's kind of interesting to watch you know some of the lords of the pit uh play because their their scene is is very mature as as old fools old school scenes go and you know many of those guys have have uh, been playing 93 and 94 for a very long time they're they're interested in other things uh, because they you know they feel like they maybe have exhausted what they felt like doing in 93 94 for a while so they move on to middle school or some of the other formats pioneer you know like you when we sat down to play with these guys the other night they were playing all of that stuff old school middle school pioneer fucking, you know, some of them are into legacy and vintage and you name it, they're playing it and it doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're friends. It's, it's the social bond. It's the club that they've created. And whether it's revised 40 or, you know, all, all alpha, you know, or alpha, alpha beta old school decks that are worth more than a, a starter home. Like, you know, we just want to get together and play. So, yeah. So what, Park, do you, what do yeah. you think the future of magic of old school magic because magic is gonna you know a, a handful of people in our group have we've talked about that because yeah. you know some people are worried about buying all these old fucking cards spending a bunch of money and then you know people quit the magic wizards goes under Hasbro closes shop on them and off you know everything goes to shit but I don't I think I think that magic as the game it's it's evolving wizards and Hasbro have a ton of money invested in it it's not going anywhere. No, right? it's raking like, in more now than it ever has with yeah. the digital platforms and stuff. The esports yeah. stuff. I mean, they're yeah. they're making they're making plenty of money doing this yeah. thing. And, and it, if, if it ever went, it, if they ever blew it, someone else would come in and buy it's the IP. Yeah, like yeah. it's 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 uh, it's been around for long enough that I don't think it will it will just fade away. But but even if magic disappears, the cards that we play are already they exist. They're yeah. already in the ethos, so yeah. I'm not really that's, worried. That that's my question, like, though: is what what do we think is going to happen? What do we think is going to happen to old school magic in the next ten years? I mean, it's only been around for I don't know, six ish. I mean, like as like a sort of an organized format. Like, do you think that that in another six years there's going to be more clubs and more tournaments and more, 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 more? I I have no idea. I mean, I I don't. Honestly, I don't. 
that hasn't been in my my brain space. And as I've been thinking about the, the future of Magic, I I personally have never been interested in any of the other formats, and yeah. I don't haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about that. Um, I mean, yeah. well then, personally, how do you think it's going to be? Is it going to be in your life in the future? Are you going to do? You know, are you going to make an effort to keep it as a part of your life, or, or what do you see? I mean, I think in the immediate future future uh you know there's been a lot of new guys uh, and people that have showed up in the la scene and you know i think it, it there's an opportunity to go back to la and take a little bit more of a leadership role and in, in helping shape you know what what's happening in in, in the la area you know we're, we're pretty segmented in, so, in socal and yeah. um, you know i personally i'd like to really in, invest in and and deepen some of the the friendships I've I've made there. You know, we continuing some of the social aspects of our our bowling club, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, I I've been thinking a lot about um, uh, about my parents today, uh, and you know, the different clubs my parents have been were part of in their life. Um, and like my mom had a group of of uh, women that she uh, was a teacher with. And they all, you know, they all called themselves the birthday club because they always met up on, on birthdays together. Yeah. And so, you know, I think as I think about my relationship to magic in the future, I, I don't know if we're all going to be sitting around at the Golden Road Brewery playing cards until we're 60. Yeah. Probably, probably not. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't imagine that these relationships and these friends are going to go away. No. Yeah. And... You know, I I also don't imagine a time where I'm gonna sell all my cards again, yeah. just to get a stereo like I did when I was 13, yeah, uh, yeah. or whatever Mike it was. Is definitely not getting mine again. So uh, because now these cards have so much more value and meaning on an emotional level to me that I, I imagine that I will, you know, keep them in my nice Herloon Minotaur box, and yeah. that will be something that, that follows me around. Yeah. Um, That's sort of the beauty of the format is that it 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 is not rotating, and so you you have. You can have six or eight decks, or even two, and you can keep them till the end of your time and pass them along to your kids or your friends or whomever you want to pass them along to, and they can they can keep playing them. They don't need anything. Yeah. They don't need anything else. You know, it's it's like a it's like an old Monopoly game. Like you just fucking keep playing it, or in a yeah. good chess set, you just keep playing it. So. I, I think the value of the game and its and its ability to stand the test of time. If you look at you know if you look at chess or checkers, th- those are solved games, and people still play them all the time, constantly. And the Magic, especially old school, has has plenty of room to, to evolve. There's enough cards that you know yeah maybe a shops deck and a and a Atog deck and the deck are sort of you know those are like top choices, right? But you can also brew up, a, you know, force people. We, we were talking about uh, old school popper, like commons only, brewing up decks with commons only. Like, how fun would that be? With like, imagine getting to dig into like the dark and legends, all those cheap, fucking ridiculous commons, and playing that stuff. Like, there's there's a ton of room to grow. Yeah, I mean, people can still be diverse in this format. The beauty is it's fairly loose in like what we consider to be old school. Like, yes, there's the tournament style old school but then everyone comes and plays middle school alpha 40 if you're baller and like revised 40 and singleton (laughs) yeah and all that stuff like it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna get stale and if it does you can take a break and usually it's 
not, you know, maybe it's not for long. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the analogy to sports is, is a really good one because magic, you know, magic in general is becoming more and more like a sport, you know, especially with the, the e-sport aspect of it. Uh, but if you think about old school as, you know, more of like a social sport like bowling or, yeah. you know, something like that that people get together with primarily to have fun, although, you know, there are competitive elements to it and sometimes tournaments with money and all that kind of stuff it's mostly a social thing and uh, there's a lot more depth to magic than bowling there's a lot more depth yeah. to magic than than uh, you know sports at least in my opinion as far as like you know what you as an individual can realistically do with it to have fun um, and so you know if people are still playing baseball they're still playing basketball they're still bowling you know, they're still playing Monopoly or Scrabble. Why wouldn't they continue to play Magic? It's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's better, deeper, more fun, more interesting. And, and a hell of a lot easier to just pick up and play than, than just about all that stuff. So, you know, so that, you know, that, that comparison to me makes it feel like, oh, of course, of course people will still be playing. Yeah. You know, with, with proper old school card availability is an issue, card prices are an issue, so maybe people just proxy more or, you know, clubs get to be a little bit more relaxed about reprints or something like that. Um, you know, so that's that's the main sort of bottleneck that I see. Uh, but, you know, would you rather have all alpha or would you rather have a friend to play with? You know, most of the time people are going to say, well, I want to play, let's just do a version of this that will let us play. Yeah. And whether that's, you know, one proxy, ten, or all, just do it, just play, you know? I have an idea for, for a way to to kind of help seat clubs um, and people just be able to continue growing it to some degree. And, and this is obviously slightly controversial to some, you know, to some folks, I guess, but I don't give a shit. Uh, the, the idea of proxies, we talked about that, like allowing proxies and, not, you know, I certainly don't care, but I, I think it'd be cool if like each group printed like a, a special set of proxies for their group. And it was like, if you're a member of the Desert Twisters or the, you know, you get you get pro set of proxies that are that are unique to your group, and you get to use them anytime you play with your group, and, and then maybe other groups like have reciprocity and shit like that. That's I also a great think, idea, right? Yeah. I mean, it'd be cool if like they were custom designed, and that was oh, those are the proxies from the Desert Twisters, and then you guys, the Deep Spawners, have their own yeah. set of proxies that are allowed at their events, and then again, we can like develop oh, reciprocity. Chalice and Greg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, clearly it can be done, right? Like, yeah, you, exactly. you know, you can print these custom cards. You can have them look good. Yep. You're not trying to fake and sell them. You yeah. know, you're not trying to counterfeit, but it's like, yeah, it's if, this, if this is what we need to get people in the door, then print up your, your yeah. Power 9 with the Deep Spotter on it or yeah, with the Desert exactly. Twister on yeah. it. Hand it to the new guy when he walks in the door, exactly. and now he can play. That's well, a and he's gonna, yeah. you know, that person, that that guy or that girl's gonna want to upgrade them over time as they're able, as they're yeah, yeah. as they're comfortable. When yeah. they want to start competing, like that's just how it is. I also think some some of these old school groups would take it upon themselves to, to go more more the uh, the Elks Lodge Lions Club route. Like, let's get a clubhouse with three dollar <laughs> well drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and you gotta like do like moose ears to get in the front door and shit. Like a yeah. like an old school Magic the Gathering retirement community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but we should all we should Flintstone theme this. Flintstone. Oh, yeah. I know you're they had about. the Water Buffalo Club, uh, and they had those big hats with the. Long story short, I think they've got it figured out. Okay. You know, I, I also think that as old school 
progresses and evolves, that there's the opportunity for more intergenerational meetups. Yeah. And, you know, we, you've, you've talked about the, you know, just, I'm trying to extrapolate this out a little bit further into a couple, you know, a decade out. Sure. You know, are these, are there meetups where we're, you know, traveling and we're take, we're playing games as the parents and adults and there's also side games for, you know, uh, children and teenagers. Yeah. And, you know, like, what, what would a, a, a fully multi-generational Magic the Gathering meetup, old school style, look like. Well, like do know. like a like a father son father daughter mother mother yeah, son mother daughter meetup. Like bring your kids, and then you know they play a tournament and the, the parents play a tournament and then they the winners play each other or something. You, <laughs> you know, like, like two headed giant. Yeah, you could do two headed yeah, giant yeah. with your kids like that. Like because a lot of folks, you know, a lot of people that are playing old school have kids, and even if you didn't, you know, two headed giants a fun way to incorporate I love a, it. a new a new a new this. person. Like, yeah. I love yeah, it. someone posted a picture in our Discord of they they brought their five-year-old to Golden Road, and, uh, you know, at, at least one guy posted a bad beat story where he got crushed by the five-year-old. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so like, it, you know, just work them in. Yeah, yeah I think awesome. it's, it's very possible. I think it's got a, uh, there's a future. I don't know whether it's bright or bleak or what it is, but there's definitely a future, and I think that, you know, all these friendships that we've made, people that we get to hang out with, it doesn't feel as big as it used to for me. Like, when, when we first discovered Old School, it felt like this big thing that I was like, who are all these people? What are all these clubs? Where is all this shit? And now, now we've it, met all, a lot of them. Yeah, and it happened pretty <laughs> quickly. That's great. Because it's, you know, it's kind well, of a tight it makes thing. It feel, yeah, it does make you feel close. So, final question. If, if we were going to bury an Old School Magic the Gathering time capsule right now, mm. what's the one card that you would put in it uh, to represent what what magic means to you? Any card. Any like, card. What it means to us personally. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets opened in 30 years. Okay. Oh, your card. Yeah, you put part us on you the first. spot, buddy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it'd be easy for me to say my favorite card, Hurloon Minotaur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, the face of magic. But I, I think... Yeah, <laughs> debatably. Yeah. <laughs> really the face of magic. The snout of magic. Yeah, the, yeah. the snout and hairy chest of magic. <laughs> uh, but I, I think, I think it would be one of. I think it may be a signed card. You know, I think it might be. Mm. Oh yeah. It very well could be the the card that we, you know, the the, the four of us have shared together on the on this trip and have signed. Something. That's something, right. Yeah. No, we, we should talk a little bit about that. So we've made. We've made altars for ourselves for this trip. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't think we've mentioned that before. Yeah. So maybe Kira, do you want to? You, well, you let's, just, well, let's save that. You started doing this. So. Yeah, and we're gonna. And actually, it was Justin's bright idea. Like I said, he's the ideas man. But okay. let's. I think we want to talk about altars soon, in a very, very like five minutes from now episode. Okay. Um, so <laughs> let's, let's bring that up. Stay tuned. Uh, so, but definitely, that's a great, uh, great topic. So what we'll card are you gonna bury, little? Oh man. I mean. Just the one, like the one that's the first, you know, like the one I've already had like five minutes to think about this. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I part of me thinks Titania because that's just had such a big effect on me lately. And I mean, actually, the way we ended up even brewing a Titania uh, deck was because Justin found a very small jewelry box of uh, Titania in, you know, by my shit. And, um, you know, asked me about it, and it's one of like the only items that I have 
to remember my father by sort of thing. So he started looking up uh, information about that, told me that that card, that was a card in Magic, looked it up, and then started brewing decks, you know, looking at uh, a line amongst men, Jago's decks, and things like that, and it, that's kind of what it led to led to me playing that. The, bo- the box is a Titania song box? So it was just circumstantial that this thing that I got from my dad when I was like maybe eight or nine has like a figure on it that is mm, titania. titania. Wow. It's like inscribed on the bottom. Yeah. And I've had it wow. for... So it says titania? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so yeah. I've had it, you know, wow. and I've never really, I've literally never put anything in it. I just keep, it's very small. So I just keep it, it's a keepsake. Yeah. Um, and... It's like, a, it's like a really small pillbox. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. A, or, like a, with a little figure like on the, it. Like to pull the lid off, yeah, the figure is titania. titania. That's yeah. really meaningful. That's yeah, it is. Wow. So, so she's kind of trapped in that card. Now. Yeah, I know. I so that's, I, I think that's my it. card. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Park. I mean, my the first magic card I ever saw was uh, was was Mesa Pegasus when I was in the third grade. And uh, had I not seen that card, I was given a copy. And had I had I not been given a copy, I would not have dived deep into the rabbit down the hole um, of magic. And I I've also had like weird like horses and pegasus yeah, and had a weird thing in my life so let's just say he's got an awful awful tattoo of a horse on his arm which he uh i got it at 16 yeah and then he got it covered up so you can <laughs> you can barely see it through the outline of a wave like taking all, out seattle it's all bad uh it's all nonetheless bad. he's not the only one but his just happens to be a horse uh and yeah. yeah. John, what, you, what, what, what card are you putting in this kitty? The, so far, we do we have a pretty bad pile of shit in this. <laughs> <laughs> People well, will be like, what are these things? They don't seem playable at all. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think if it's just purely for, like, us to revisit in the future, and it doesn't have to, like, make sense to anybody else that opens this, <laughs> um, you know, I think just from a just from a magic card point of view it would probably be underworld dreams oh yeah um that that's just always been one of my favorite or if not the favorite card um i've always loved the artwork i like the effect um you know there's just something about it begs to be broken absolutely um when i when i um made my first sort of powered uh type one deck back when I was, like, end of high school, early college. I mentioned in an er- earlier episode about, like, trading in all my Type 2 stuff to get this double-signed um, Black Lotus. Um, and it was for that deck because I was like, I-, I need to have power for Underworld Dreams and, you know, I want to do the broken things and I want to do, like, turn one Underworld Dreams Wheel of Fortune and, you know, crazy stuff like that. So it's been the one that's always called me to, like, try to be... Uh, be creative and brew up something fun and I, I, I like how um, decks built around that card are not completely one-sided like a, a Twiddle Vault or a Power Monolith or something like that where it's just like, you know, okay I did my thing, you're dead. Uh, there's an element of excitement because you have to give your opponent a lot of cards. Yeah, draw seven. And, and, are, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it means they kill you sometimes it means they get to do a lot of stuff too and so they tend to be very active you know interesting games where a lot of stuff happens it doesn't always win it's definitely not tier one in old school or even back then but you know something about it just was compelling to me so when I got into old school that was the first thing that I made um you know when I bought my CE power set it was largely so that I could have a lot of pieces to make that deck all at once 
and so that's been the one that I keep coming back to like if I if I just want to kind of do my thing that's probably the card um, just from a pure magic card perspective um, from a personal card perspective I think I would put in uh, a flash counter that was signed by all of us the deep spawners at the very first meetup that I went to and that's where I met almost everyone in the group all at once it was like a you know even by our typical standards it was an unusually large meetup and uh, I just happened to be very very lucky with my timing of when I showed up to meet all these people and I felt like I made like 15 new friends all at once and so you know I still have that flash counter I, I play with it in Underworld Dream sideboard uh, when I can and, uh, you know, that, that would be the one that's probably most personally uh, meaningful for me at that point. That was a really nice. good day. Yeah. That was an amazing day. Yeah, I still, you know, that was the, Aaron West told me to get insurance on my cards that day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, about a year later, I did it. <laughs> awesome. I think that's, I mean, think, you can't top that. That was, a, yeah, that's, that was great. Yeah, I think we covered our, our thoughts there. Um, yeah. So that concludes this episode of Nerds, Nerds, Nerds in, in Cars, cars Talking Cars. cars.